why I contacted you is because I, I uh, liked your presentation on, on TikTok about the thing that's on your left hand, left arm, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you, can you say it the way you say it, Jason? I don't mean it's to. The, it's a, it's a, it's the NutriSense. It's a continuous glucose monitor. So there's a little needle in here and it goes in your arm and it measures your blood sugar 24, seven, 365. Right. And so you take your phone and you scan it and then it'll take the data and it'll show you graphs based in it just in real time, like a, a, a line graph, what your, what your blood sugar is doing. <clears throat> and then it was, uh, it was sent to me by the company and they just said, Hey, throw this on and, um, you know, see what you want to do with it. And, let, uh, let me ask ca- captain obvious question. Does the needle hurt? No, that's not, a, that's actually a good question because I hate needles. Um, it doesn't, it's about that big. I mean, if you can see it, it hurts to look at it before you do it. You know, you're kind of like, oh my gosh. Um, but you don't feel it. I can work out with it. You can shower with it. You can swim with it. Um, you know, after you get over the initial, like just having something on your arm, you pretty much completely forget about it, which is, which is good because a lot of people need these for life or death situations. A lot of type one diabetics have to wear these their whole life, you know? So, yeah, I know a couple. Uh, we, we have an indie car we sponsor, Connor Daly, and he's type cool. one. He's type one, and he uses an um, uh, inhaled insulin from mankind. Interesting. Yeah, and he, uh, he's a car racer, right? So he's sweating and losing yeah, weight man, and doing gets... all the stuff he's doing, you know? Yeah, so this and a lot of, he's probably got a super advanced one that'll notify him and send him notifications when his blood sugar, his risk is going too far down. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the technology opened up my eyes. It was absolutely crazy. So, but you're not diabetic. No, I'm not. But I've been in the fitness industry for ten years. I have a pretty good following around. Um, mostly, it came from the keto world and uh, low carb di- uh, diets and stuff like that. Um, and so, I basically took this and tested a bunch of different foods on my own because I wanted to create meal plans and a new diet for my followers and my clients and stuff based off this feedback and data. Um, then I, one day I just said, I'm just going to test this food and put it out there on the TikTok world. I'd never been on TikTok and it blew up. And then next thing I know, I'm like, wow, okay, I'm just going to be the guinea pig for everybody. And uh, I just started testing all these different kinds of foods. And uh, it's been quite a journey. Did it blow up two hours later? <laughs> I, I have to. Yeah, that's so funny. I had to keep using that clip, SpongeBob clip. Yeah. Um, yeah, TikTok was wild. I actually didn't even think that um, one of my buddies convinced me. I was doing it on Instagram, and he was like, just throw it on TikTok. Same video, nothing to lose. Yeah. TikTok blew up way more than the rest. Yeah, um, so. yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm the founder of a company called Alzheimer Neuro with the University of South Florida, not too far from where yeah. you are. And uh, we have a vaccine uh, for Alzheimer's going into patients, we think, in a couple months. And we already have a treatment, a co-crystal lithium compound with the university in patients in phase two. Uh, and I have a particular interest in, um, let me give you a little bit of my background. I was the founder of Patient Safety Technologies, and we ultimately bought Surge Account Medical product to market, and it's a class two laser that reads into the sterile field to prevent sponges from being left behind in the body. That ultimately go, got sold to Stryker for $120 million. We had an exit, uh, but it really sparked my interest in healthcare and, and, bi- mm-hmm. and, and 
biotechnology. And so yeah. there's a couple doctors on TikTok. One of them is kind of like a myth buster. You see his face and he talks about, he goes like this and points up to the actual studies. You've probably done a video on me, probably slamming me or no? Go no, ahead. no, I, I haven't seen, okay. no, I've never seen anyone slam you at all. Actually, okay, no, good. not at all. If there, if there was, uh, okay. Well, the nutritionists, a lot of nutritionists and things hate what I'm doing and all this stuff. But anyways, yeah, yeah okay, but, so but he, it's not very relevant to me whether you have someone hate you. I mean, in fact, I got plenty of yeah, haters. I'm an active shareholder. I probably got active 250 active haters at all times. And in fact, <laughs> I would think that if you had haters, you're doing something right. So, you're doing something right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, I think what, what I'm interested in is, um, you know, I noticed you have kids and you're married uh, and you're kind of, Here's what I here's what we feed our child like, and I think it was. You 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 fed them. I think it was like a, it was like a breakfast food, and then you, you know two hours later the spike was crazy. You you ate their breakfast food, and I thought, yeah. wow, this is uh, it was most it was the most educational thing I've ever seen, mm-hmm. on, the reality of what happens and how your mm-hmm. body reacts to it, and I kind of yeah. wanted to know what you're doing with that because I. That's why we reached out to you. I mean, I literally have a publicist, and uh, and and he, you know, he books me some of the biggest guests in the world. And I look and thought, okay, this guy, we got to get this guy on here and show what he does. And in fact, this will be edited with some of your videos in it to show people what you do. And I, I, I went through every video you have. I went through you eating steak. Yeah, which was interesting. It done nothing to your blood sugar. So. It's a whole paradigm shift. It it's totally takes everything you've learned for the past 50 years and it turns it upside on top of its head. Like the fact that just calories are all that matters basically. And so it just really makes you, it just opens your eyes to uh, a calorie is not a calorie basically. Like a calorie of broccoli does very different things to than a calorie of ice cream. And before this technology, you couldn't really visually see it. Right. Um, I, I've always understood um, the relationship, the, the insulin hypothesis, which is basically when you spike blood sugar, your pancreas has to secrete insulin. Right. And insulin, insulin is a fat storage hormone. So it's going to take that blood sugar and store it inside either muscle cells or fat cells. If you don't work out, it's always going to store it inside fat cells. Um, and so I really, but you couldn't really, it was hard to like show people that. Like I would always explain it on YouTube and all these things. But when you see the blood sugar go up, unfortunately, you don't see what would be a corresponding graph of insulin going up as well. Right. Yeah. And insulin, insulin is literally storing that glucose inside fat cells. You're getting fatter. So when you eat a steak, no blood sugar, no insulin, you're able to burn fat. And, and also anytime there's high levels of insulin in your bloodstream, it's impossible to burn fat. Because insulin is trying, it's a one-way street. It's trying to store glucose inside the cell. So what happens is people spike blood sugar, it comes down, but then they eat again and it goes up and they're going all day long with elevated uh, blood sugar and insulin levels. Very difficult to to explain to people, um, but this technology kind of gives you a good visual of it. Um, I've railed against calorie counting <clears throat> my entire career. Sorry, I'm getting notifications here. I, I apologize for that. Uh, I've railed against calorie counting my entire career. Um, I don't, in your in your situation that you explained to me in the beginning, you were younger, you got away with eating all these carbohydrates, you worked out, which was helping, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, you spike blood sugar, but because you just played football, insulin's taking that blood sugar and putting it back inside the muscle cell, you see? Yeah, there's no, a- there no question I was... I was working out six days a week minimum, and I, I think I was yeah. probably running the equivalent of about nine miles a day. I was something yeah. crazy. So, right? so, so, so insulin, so you were, 
the blood sugar was getting partitioned in the muscle and, and, and the fat. But as you get older, you become what's called insulin resistant. And you, everybody should go Google that word, insulin resistance. Insulin resistance. It's huge. Very, very common. Um, and it's, the, it's basically at the core of a lot of health problems. Um, so as you get older, basically when you spike blood sugar over and over and over for months and years and years and years, it's basically pancreas abuse. And then now when you just spike blood sugar, it, it causes more. Your pancreas has to basically work double time. So it secretes more and more insulin. Um, so you can't tolerate the carbohydrates like you used to be able to. It has nothing to do. You didn't just go out, stop playing football and eat 10,000 calories a day, my man. You were continuing to eat processed and refined carbohydrates that were spiking blood sugar and insulin like crazy over and over and over again, um, which is causing you to store fat and nothing probably to do with how much food you eat. And so I'm, I'm, I am, um, adamant about getting people to stop just focusing on calories and focus on what types of calories. Mm. Um, I was doing another, I, I, I look at kids, like you said, I had kids and I no longer look, I am a former wrestler. Half my life. I lived on the scale, half my life. I counted calories and all this stuff. Right. And I would always look at a fat kid and be like, Oh man, he's just playing too many video games and he's not working out. You know, he's, he's not working out enough. He's eating too much food. Like that's just the mentality I had. Now, I, I, when I look at a fat kid, and, and, and diabetes and obesity amongst kids is skyrocketing. Parabolic, yep. Horrible. They're, they're, they're trying to hide it, but it is public health enemy number one, in my opinion. Uh, just take a look around and you see uh, obese kids everywhere, diabetics at 12 years old. And I, I personally do not believe that these kids got that way because they sit around eating 5,000 calories a day and don't work out enough. And here's why I, I firmly believe that because the poorest kids in our country are the most obese and diabetic out of that out of out of that statistic. So you're telling me the poorer you are as a kid, the fatter you are and the more likely you are to be diabetic, but I'm going to sit here and think that you're eating too much food when you probably came in afford your next meal. Your parents are just scrumming around, unfortunately having to feed you processed and refined carbohydrates. You can't afford to eat the high quality proteins and the healthy fats and the home cooked single ingredient meals. You have to eat nothing but carbs, food stamp kids. Like you see, um, so I'm just on this big mission to kind of like challenge the narrative that we were given before that it's all about calories and, and you know, you got fat, you got fat cause you stopped playing football and you started eating more food. Well, the, the, uh, well, I didn't start eating more food. I already ha was eating the food. I just stopped working out. But the point I was making about, uh, I've looked at this. Have you ever seen this thing called wheat belly? This book called wheat belly. Yes. And this scenario, this scenario that if you think about, about around 100 years ago with the Industrial Revolution, I don't know the exact time frame, where you started making these really refined stuff like uh, corn starch and stuff, where yeah. you have uh, Taco Bell, um, really inexpensive food to feed the masses, right? Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. You can feed the masses with this really inexpensive food. It's very um, important. Stuff. Yeah, I know it is, but you can't go out and tell everybody to go eat steak. That's why the food pyramid was the way it was. Right? They couldn't. They had to tell. They 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 thankfully got did away with it, but they told you to eat sixty to seventy percent of your calories from processed and refined carbohydrates. That's the government saying we got to feed the population. The very very top was protein and healthy fats. Ideally, it should be flipped upside down. That might sound a little conspiracy theorish, but it goes along with what you're saying. I mean, um, Skyla, 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 yeah. let's. What's your favorite food, Skyla? 
fettuccine alfredo which is so not <laughs> oh no hold on he's gonna he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna talk about it. He do, i think favorite. he's done some pasta videos before haven't yeah, you? I, did a pasta I started video. doing it with chickpea pasta so i don't feel as bad like when i eat it i would not be as bad but yeah still so, peas, so, peas are pretty starchy but yeah. it wouldn't be as bad as regular pasta mm -hmm. spike my blood like so jason crazy. so jason i mean are you I tested are, are you, today are you telling people that they can't have fettuccine alfredo no i'm telling you you better earn it Meaning you better go take your ass and work out, and then when you and then after that you can have it. I'm telling you, you can't just sit around and eat all this 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 stuff: sugar, bread, cereal, bagels, and pasta, or it's going to get stored as fat. On my program, you earn your carbs. I'm not saying you can't have a sweet potato or banana or some pasta, but I want it to be immediately after a workout. Like I explained before, if she were to go work out, lift some weights, do some uh, cycling, whatever. And then she ate the pasta. Her blood sugar goes up, insulin comes out, but insulin partitions. It says, okay, where are we going to put this? Either muscle cells or fat cells. The muscle cells halfway full because she just worked out and it starts putting it inside the muscle cell. So she's eating the pasta, filling up the muscle. If she keeps eating more carbohydrates throughout the day, guess what it's going to do? It's going to go to fat cells. Mm. So you have to strategically, and I always also say this, I don't consider pasta healthy, unfortunately. So when I say if you're going to spike blood sugar, like it's with like, uh, you know, healthy foods like bananas, brown rice, sweet potato, oatmeals, all these healthy foods that spike blood sugar. Do you ever eat fast food or anything uh, like that? Like, what do you? Yeah, like? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm normal. I'm not normal. I, I, I'm okay. like, you know, um, but pasta, I just don't really see a nutritional benefit to it. If I'm going to spike blood sugar, I'd rather eat, you know sweet potato like i said brown rice that kind of stuff oh um, come on your favorite food could not be brown rice what's what's your no, favorite it's not. Jason, not actually, what's your favorite food <laughs> starburst which i just tested today <laughs> uh, you want to see you want to see what starburst did sure i bet it was parabolic right how many did you have 11 pieces you had 11 starbursts 11 little starbursts yeah you see that yeah but who eats 11 at one sitting I knew people were going to say that. I could have ate the whole bag if I wanted to. Well, maybe they do, right? People are going to say that, too. You watch. When I post the video, everybody's going to be like, oh, that's the excuse. Well, who was going to eat People ask you, they, they ask you a lot. I, of guarantee, what, I guarantee if I left you alone in a room by yourself, you're going to eat oh, a lot of Starbucks. Oh, for right? sure. <laughs> I, people, people, ask you, uh, um, the people ask you all the time to do different oh. things, right? You get a lot of oh, requests. Yeah. Thousands. Let me just, can you see that very well? There, I can see it. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, it went from 80 to 190 straight up. You feel great, man. You're like, let's right. go do whatever. Right. And then that bitch starts plummeting and so do you. And you can literally feel it. You're like, I feel terrible. And you're on that downward, you're crashing, man. And when you get to the very bottom, it's a roller. It's your, your body's like, oh, I need more. And then up it goes again. Now, here's what I want to say. If you're insulin resistant, this is a two-hour window. So you see my blood sugar went up, but two hours later it came back down. That's because insulin is doing its job, mine. Right. And for most people, that's going to go up to 180. They're going to have to secrete a ton of insulin. That, that's going to be a four-hour, five-hour window before it starts coming back down. Remember what I said, anytime you have high levels of insulin in your bloodstream, not only some massive inflammation in your body, but you're storing fat. I don't care if you go run or whatever you're not burning fat hmm. so therein lies the problem um i did want to get a little serious i mean you have an amazing background personal trainer for 10 years 
national bodybuilding champion, um, featured in the cover of fitness magazines, was on the cover of Ironman magazine. Um, you got a lot of, um, got a lot of street cred. Um, what's your, what's your, what's your program like? Like what you said, you have a program. Is it for people only in your area or do you do it like on a national basis? No, I don't do in person. I don't do in person training anymore. That was, I just had to stop that a long time ago. Um, I just help people with nutrition coaching, you know, um, workouts. So I have my own app that, you know, you can go to the gym and I write your workouts and stuff like that. Basically online training, online coaching type stuff through my app. Um, is that how you, is that how you get your daily bread? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly through training, Mm -hmm. um, sponsorship deals, brand deals, um, which I kind of jumped off YouTube, but that, you know, I was a YouTube, I was on YouTube for a long time and I kind of got over that. Once TikTok came, man, it changed everything for me. I used to be a big YouTuber in the fitness industry. And it was so hard to just put these videos together with three kids, like under the age of six years old. And I'm glad that we went to this one minute, get it out there and done and like, you know, uh, so um, yeah, mostly that's the revenues from uh, coaching sponsorships, you know, product sales. Um, we're launching a new product called Glycosa which is going to be the first um, blood sugar shake. So it's going to help stabilize your blood sugar and stuff like that. If people are interested, they go to keto, uh, uh, keto, uh, bloodsugarking.com. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the fitness industry. Uh, it's been a wild career. It's like, it's a lot like the financial. You're in the financial industry. It's just so many ups and downs and looking back. like, <sighs> What do you mean, man? I've never, I never have any downs, only ups, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is to manage the downs. You gotta, you gotta, it's exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you gotta make sure you don't look at the downs as a down. Uh, and you gotta, yeah, it's, we're going to post up, we're going to post up your, um, we're going to post up the stuff about you and how people can find you. And I kind of have an interest in having you speak at risk on our conference. I think that, uh, we, we, we did a conference last year or well, I guess, is it this year? This year. We did a conference this year with, uh, Alex Rodriguez and Charles Payne and uh, Damon John and a bunch of other people. Nice. One day was about Bitcoin because we we like Bitcoin a lot. But um, I, I really found that that this was pretty fascinating. And it's what's what's crazy is how many people don't know that. Yeah, that's the part that's really I was a little yeah. alarmed when I saw that, and I'm thinking I'm pretty educated on this topic. And I watched you do. I want to talk about you doing a, a few diet drinks that actually brought your blood sugar. blood sugar lower and kind of why yeah. that happens. That's called the cephalic insulin response. Look, it, insulin is, it's a life or death. It's a mechanism that's primal. Like it's, it's, it's a defense mechanism. Cause if your blood sugar goes too high, you die, you know, so it's, it's, it's vital. Um, and so what happens is with a lot of these artificial sweeteners, you will, if I just get you to sit here thinking about starburst, your brain will actually have your pancreas prepared to release insulin. Oh, it's already happening. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. They've shown, they've done these studies. It's wild. So what happens is the problem with these artificial sweeteners, um, they're like 300 times sweeter than regular sugar. So you take a drink of it. The body's like, boom, sugar. Pancreas freaks out, says we got a bunch of sugar coming, starts releasing insulin into the bloodstream and take care of the sugar. There is no sugar there. So insulin then takes the blood sugar that's already in your system and it clears that out, which the risk is you could be go hypoglycemic, meaning it clears too much blood, uh, insulin, um, uh, glucose out of your bloodstream. So, 
Um, is it? I, I want to ask a question about uh, Splenda. So I've been told that, uh, and I, 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 I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm going I'm to get it wrong. But I was told by someone a couple times that if I have Splenda in my drink, it's the same as having a regular thing because the Splenda tells my body that it, it it's like a fake thing, like you're actually still getting a spike. But it, it, you're not going to get a spike. Yeah. So so the Splenda doesn't. You're going to get a spike in insulin, but not blood sugar. But you can't really see the insulin is the problem. You know, it's, you'd have to hook yourself up to a machine right. in a study to see. I used to say this thing that fat people drink Diet Coke. I actually, though, uh, like the taste of Diet Coke. It's a really interesting scenario. If I had a choice between... Do you drink between, Diet Coke? What? Do you drink Diet Coke? I do. I drink Diet Coke. I do. Uh, and, the, and one of the things I noticed about drinking Diet Coke was if I didn't drink the Diet Coke, even though I'm on a diet... Like, well, I lose weight like crazy when I go, when I cut out uh, bread, pasta, yeah. sugar. When you I don't spike blood sugar. When I don't do that, I get aggressive, you know, like really aggressive. Uh, I'm sure my uh, primal things, all the sexual parts of all that stuff, I get like more aggressive. I get more aggressive in business. I don't have this sort of, I actually have more energy, which is, I guess, probably, maybe it's normal. I don't know. Um, but... When I drink, when I cut out Diet Coke, that goes more parabolic, meaning I'll lose more weight. And I don't, is it psychological or, or actually is You're Diet Coke? You lose more weight. You lose more weight when you cut out the Diet Coke. When I don't drink diet drinks, I lose more yeah. weight. Yeah, well, then keep doing it. I know, but I don't know. I'm asking you I why it's know. happening. I don't know if that's the reason why it's happening. I think uh, it's because when you quit Diet Coke, you're probably quitting a lot of other things around it at the same time. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, my favorite drink in the whole world is a thing called Fresca. Um, oh my God, Fresca is amazing. That's yeah. like childhood, dude. Yeah, and so it's I'm like, I'm like obsessed with it. That. They still make Fresca. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they still make that. it, and my wife gets it, and it's I'm kind of obsessed Ooh. with it. It's like it's so I like it a lot. Really cold, right, Fresca? And what I'm thinking that, myself, grapefruit? yeah, it's like a grapefruit. I'm sure it's like a fake grapefruit, but it's damn good, man. It's made by Coca-Cola. I'm going to test that for you, brother. Oh, you know what? I swear to you that would be the coolest thing ever <laughs> if you did that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. So, uh, right. so you, you started, right. you started right. testing these, this idea, and it kind of got a little viral here. People are asking you a lot of questions here. Um, and I, know, I noticed the one thing about um, the rice. I thought that was most interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, one of the most interesting was. things. Can, can you talk about the rice testing? Yeah, so basically it's it's called resistant starch. So in the in the I, I ate regular rice and then my blood sugar obviously spiked. And then there's a bunch of studies that say that you can increase the resistant starch. Basically that means it changes the molecule and how it's actually digested by cooking the rice, refrigerating it for 24 hours, and that refrigeration process is what actually is making the changes. And then you eat it and it doesn't spike blood sugar as much. And it was true. It was shockingly true, to be honest with you. Um, so. And you, and you, you had the rice, you, you had the rice. Sorry about that. Uh, Sorry about ahead. that. Go ahead. So it worked with the brown rice and the white rice. Then everybody wanted me to test it with pasta. It did not work. Then they wanted me to test it with a potato, basically go test all these starches to see if it works. It did not work with potatoes or pasta. For some reason, it only worked with the brown rice for me. Um, so that was an interesting thing. There's a lot of people entering this space, which is great, but I'm seeing a lot of people throw out some 
wild stuff that I'm able to test myself. Like there's other influencers in this space that, hey, eat the, have you heard the food order method? Like if you eat the, yeah, dude, total BS. And I knew it was going to be BS. I'm just thinking in my head, there's just no way you're eating the stuff within 10 minutes. So I tested that. Obviously it didn't work. I've tested that multiple times, mm -hmm. you know, where you eat the vegetable, then you eat the protein, then you eat the rice type of situation. And it's supposed to magically like make your blood sugar not spike. Total BS. Um, what do you think of things like what the Liver King does and the other carnivore guy where, I mean, they're like eating raw testicles and they're eating carnivore li MD. livers. It's kind of like, it's, it's, uh, it seems not practical from like a, a practical standpoint. Like in my refrigerator, they open up, a, here's giant cow balls and a few other things. And like, I, I mean, are we, is that really, is it even practical that you would even suggest that? I look at it from a blood, if I have to look at it from a blood sugar perspective, I know for a fact none of the foods that that man is eating is going to have any impact on blood sugar. So from that perspective, I say it's great. But like you said, is it necessary? People are only going to do what's absolutely necessary, right? Necessity governs the world. And for most people, I don't believe it's that necessary. Um, does it work? Yeah, I, I would consider it healthy. You know, extreme. I don't know, maybe they ate that way a thousand years ago and it wasn't extreme at some point. I'm not going to do it, but I'll tell you this, if I had an autoimmune disorder or some kind of like, if it helped like skin issues, the carnivore movement, a lot of those people have come out with, same with the keto people, a lot of extremely positive testimonials, fixing all different kinds of ailments and issues. And they're able to continue doing it because it's necessary for them. They're finding a benefit. You and I just to lose weight or get in shape, all this stuff, it's going to be too extreme. I think Liver King's great. Um, nah, I better not talk about that. Uh, he, uh, he's, I think he's, I don't think he's necessarily hurting people with his message. I think, mm -hmm. um, but I don't believe that it's necessary for you and I and everybody else in the studio to follow that. I think you take a little piece of that, meaning eat more high fat proteins. Don't be afraid to try liver and take that out of it. And then, you know, all the rest is so this is one of this is one of the interviews I've been pretty excited about for a while, and I wanted to um, talk about like it, it's taken me a long time. Probably I've been on Wall Street for thirty three years, and I I used to say, um, "Here's what I've done." I notice it doesn't work, but I, if you say why you've done it, it seems to work and be more engaging, right? People understand there's a reason for that, uh, and that. There's, there's something behind it, right? So I want to ask you, if a person's watching this, they're overweight, they're stressed yeah. out, and they see you yeah. having the glucose monitor on, and I, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll word it this way. I spend a lot of time traveling. Yeah. And when I'm not flying private, I'm in, obviously, in commercial airports. And so you land, and you have to go from place to place. And I walk with a lot of people, and I've noticed... Wow, people are really fat. It's yeah, really man. on my mind. They're really getting fat, right? One out of three people are pre-diabetic in this country, my friend. One out of three is astonishing. So how can you? How can they see this show and then get help from you? Like, what would what would you have them do? Because quite honestly, I I I uh, I, I started noticing this about two years. So probably before the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit. I'm like, wow. People are really getting big, right? Yeah. And then I started traveling again, and like they're bigger. Like, 
Yeah. Was it because they were home? You know, no, um, it was because they were home eating processed and refined carbohydrates, comfort foods, and all the, all the rest. Um, and and more of them. Let me just say this: my big thing is like, why? You know, like I was a hardcore wrestler growing up and all I thought about was calories in calories out. I was the epitome of if you want to lose weight, all you have to do is work out more and eat less food. If you're not willing to do that, then get out of my face. I don't feel sorry for you. You're fat because you're lazy and you're a glutton. That's how I used to think hardcore. Then I started bumping shoulders with a lot of people in the industry and, and I realized I was essentially seeing an overweight person and saying, it's your fault. You need to eat less food and work out more. But then I realized I was lied to. For, I, I started bumping shoulders with Dr. Fung, uh, with Gary Taubes, with all these people outside of the fitness industry, you know, my little bubble of fitness industry bros. <laughs> and I started being like, wow, there's more to it. And I immediately went to these overweight people and said, listen, you have hope because who the hell is going to try and lose weight? You got a hundred pounds to lose, 50 pounds to lose, 30 pounds to lose. Who in their right mind is going to be motivated about that? If somebody like me says, oh, just go out and over exercise and under eat. That's what you got to do. Nobody. And that's why people don't attempt it. They don't try it because they don't want to be punished like that. And I went out and I said, listen, you don't have to starve yourself, right? It's not your fault. You did not get fat, especially the kids. I say this to kids too, like you did not get fat because you ate too much food and you didn't work out enough. You're not eating the right types of food, which is a lot easier to fix than starving yourself and ruthlessly running yourself into the ground on a treadmill. And so really my goal from the outset, as soon as I realized this is the secret, the whole calories in calories out thing is a lie, hundred percent. And I could go into multiple reasons why I think it is. But as soon as I discovered that, I tried to give hope to as many people as possible that yes, you can do this and you don't have to starve yourself. It's a little more complicated. Like I'm going to have to like get sciency with you and you might not really understand it, but take the leap. Um, I went to so a, Japan, I went to Japan in 2017 mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I'm on vacation, ate a lot of food, came back yeah. 14 pounds lighter. And I thought, well, I didn't do a lot. I did walk in Japan. <clears throat> but I noticed the portions were smaller mm -hmm. and the food, there wasn't like, I, there is fast food there. It's a weird thing, but not yeah. really much. I mean, in fact, the, the fast food places are American places, right? Yeah, right. But, uh, and in fact, there's a Denny's there in Tokyo, which is considered like a really fancy restaurant there. They have great Japanese food at this Denny's. It's crazy. Um, I did, then I went to Europe. <clears throat> do the same thing, lost weight. Is it mainly American food? Yeah, I, I, I mean, you would think so. Well, I mean, the diabetes rate in Japan is horrific right now and in India, um, all across the world, really, um, and obesity. So, I mean, it's... You, yeah, don't think, I, you don't think that American food is more processed than Japanese and European food? Oh, 100%. I think we use more processed... Uh, okay, so it's... I think it's a deadly combination of vegetable oils and <coughs> processed and refined carbohydrates. So like these canola oils, all these vegetable soybean oils. I don't think there's as much of those used in, 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 in Europe and in, um, in Asia. Um, so that might be a factor with it, but just the sheer amount of, I mean, 
they eat rice in Japan, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like that's basically their main starch. Then at, over the past like 50, 60 years, we gave them sugar and their sugar consumption has skyrocketed. Um, but gave them sugar, meaning introduced a lot of our foods that have sugar in there. Yeah. In them. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, if you look at the statistics though, Japan is no better off than we are right now. India is no better off than we are right now. It's, it's a global, literally a global issue. Hmm. Um, diabetes and obesity. There's right. no, there's, there's high, the Nordic countries and the Mediterranean countries seem to fare the most. Um, in terms of not having skyrocketing, you know, uh, obesity and diabetes issues. I don't know what that reason is. The Mediterranean diet actually gets, actually, I do, I do, I do believe why the Mediterranean, you know, uh, base like that whole, uh, area, the Mediterranean diets always consistently ranked number one in the world every single year. And it's because they incorporate a lot of healthy fats, olive oil, that kind of stuff. And that helps blunt and keep blood sugar down and under control. So when you think about like uh, changing your eating habits and someone wants to change their eating habits, do they just go, what website do they go through for you? And then how can they, like walk us through, because I know you're doing this, go to, right? So what? Yeah, go to blood, go to, okay, so here you go. You can go to bloodsugarking.com, okay? And for 20 bucks, I'm trying to change as many lives as I possibly can. I went out and I tested hundreds of foods, a lot that you haven't even seen on the social media stuff. And I put together a program and I tell you, you can eat this food at this time, basically strategically using the foods that I've tested. And I created a whole meal plan. Um, For and 20 bucks. I have a, yeah. And I have a Facebook group that you can join. And I'm doing, I do lives inside there, private stuff for the people who actually want like more information, grocery list of all the foods that I've tested. That's where you need to go. Um, but I also encourage you to do your own research too, outside of this too. I mean, it's, I'm telling you right now, it's, it's, um, the truth is out. And there's going to be more and more, you know, people like myself who are sharing the truth about this stuff. And, and it's not easy. If you knew how much I got attacked by my fellow trainers, they tried to blackball me in the fitness industry, to be honest with you. Um, even dietitians coming after me that just want to tell people to focus on calories and that's all that matters and all this stuff. But you're going to get a lot more people who are, um, you know, sharing this kind of stuff. But yeah, bloodsugarking.com. If you want to, uh, you know, change your life and do something about and, it. And bloodsugarking.com, it's 20 bucks a month for the plan? Is no, not a month. It's just what, 20 bucks, one-time fee. Get in. Here's the meal plan. Here's the food list. Here's the group. Here's everything you need. If you want access to me personally, then we can do one-on-one -on -one coaching after that. But I get you in. I just want to get you in. Like, I put out free stuff in my career and, like, it never works because people just for free, people are like, yo, check it out. So I had to charge something, 20 bucks, get in. And then I give you everything you need to change your life. hundred percent. Wow. It's actually the best. I'll say this, this thing changed my, this thing saved my career to be honest. Cause I believe that the diet protocol that I follow right now that I have my clients following is by far the best of any diet I've ever come out with. I was big into keto. I dabbled in carnivore, um, you know, all, all, it's been a wild ride in the fitness industry of testing these diets. Um, do you think that everyone should have a, a glucose monitor? No, no, I don't think it's necessary. I think as long as you have the education and general understanding that these are the foods that have the biggest impact on blood sugar, you know, it's, 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 it's expensive, man. It's a new technology. It's like $400 a month. 
I wouldn't be able, you know, like. Wait, the monitor you have on right now is $400 a month? Correct. Wow. Yeah, dude. That's why I'm like, I'm just going to go test all these damn foods out for everybody because, you know. The continuous glucose monitor is $400 a month? Yeah, and if you, it's 350 to be exact. But if you if you wear it for longer, that's this particular one. Um, there's two major uh, devices. The first one is Abbott, the Abbott Freestyle Libre, and the second one is Dexcom. Yeah. D-E-X-C-O-M. Those are the only two that exist, basically. They, they, they've cornered the market. No, I know that. I know the chief marketing officer for Dexcom. He happens to be a, the son so, of a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah it's... It, it's uh, they do life changing stuff, obviously. So what 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 these companies do is this is actually an Abbott. If I rip this thing off, it's an actually an Abbott Freestyle Libre two. And NutriSense and a bunch of other companies have built app platforms, software that help interpret data and make it more intuitive, because the Abbott, uh, you know, app is terrible. So you can you can find it. Somebody just. Uh, went and started the. Uh, I'm a. I just hear that notification. Yeah. Somebody went to bloodsugarking.com. They want to change their life, so I'm going to help them out. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, so it's expensive, okay? Um, especially in this crazy economy we're in right now, you got to you know nobody's really trying to sign up for a $350 a month, you know. And the sad thing is, let me say this: this was crazy. I was not ready for this, so. I threw these videos out and all of a sudden I started getting bombarded by the type one diabetic community. And they're like, they came at me so hard, basically saying that I was using this as a non-diabetic and that there's a shortage of them on, on, in the market. They're being told that. Okay. And how dare I do that? And shame on me. There's, there's, this could save somebody else's life, but I took, I took it from them. Basically, I should take this off because my neighbor can't afford it. And I started looking into this. I'm like, why are these people? I'm talking like they spam my account. They almost got me knocked off of TikTok. They, 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 they reported my account so much that TikTok almost, they actually, TikTok at one point put a disclaimer on my videos saying this is sensitive content. <laughs> and here's the reason why. Insurance companies for type one diabetics, they don't want to pay for this. So they deny these people. Oh, got it. Yeah. It is life. It is a life or death situation. And they're blaming me. My response was always, do not blame me. I'm just trying to help people out. Blame your insurance company. Right. That refuses to pay for this stuff. And what they've done is they've also at the same time convinced these people that there's a shortage of them. And that's why it's so hard to get them to pay for it and all the stuff. And I wasn't ready for that one. That was and, and they're just forward. they're just going after your they're just going after your TikTok. They're complaining. They're hmm. you shouldn't be rich because I'm not. You shouldn't be ripped or rich. Well, both <laughs> rich. Like it's kind of like if you look at it from like the it's very much it was very much like a, in the economic sense. I was kind of like, oh, OK, oh. so I should I shouldn't have this because you can't afford it. Shame I, on me. I'm persecuting people. I'm. It's, it was very much parallel with a lot of the stuff we're seeing in other realms of life. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I experienced something similar in that as I was just in Africa on a safari with my wife and uh, one of my colleagues and his wife, 
and our stock price is down and I, you know, getting attacked for pretty hardcore. And, and, and one of them was, is that you're living this lifestyle while our stock is down. And I thought to yeah. myself, well, I've been at this for 33 years. And by the way, yeah. how do you know it's my money? I mean, I'm married yeah. to someone who came from the wine country. How do you know it's not my wife's money? Yeah. <laughs> Why is my situation have anything to do with yours? Yeah. How, what is the yeah. parallel there? Oh, by the way, I, w- I founded a company that sold for 120 million years yeah, before yeah, I yeah. ever did this deal. Maybe and I so, and, and I, I, I'm sympathetic, but I find this, yeah. this a transfer of hate and blame as a source. But it's, I've also learned you're kind of doing something right if people yeah. are paying attention to what you're doing. This is a parallel universe you live in, right? It drove my views up a lot. I bet it did. <laughs> I bet it did. Let's put it that way. Because yeah. all these type one diabetics and the influencer, you know, they, they roll together, which I admire. That's cool. I respect. But there's, you know, they were making videos on me, calling me all this different stuff. But every time they do it, it would send more people to me. And I was all fine with it. Um, I, it's two words. It all, I, it's two words after all that mess. I, it, victim mentality. Yeah. I, I, wanna, so cool. I, want, I want people to see your stuff, though. And I appreciate that, man. Hold on one second, Skylar. What? Nothing. I just have a question. Whenever. Well, go yeah. ahead. Ask a question. So, Fire away. So for somebody that travels as part of their whole lifestyle and ends up eating at restaurants a lot, what yeah. would you recommend as like when you order? Because even if you order a steak, you know, they put like butter and they put all this stuff on it. But like we the don't. What? Huh? What's wrong with that? What's no, wrong with just that? like so if we're eating out for breakfast, lunch and dinner, a lot of the times you don't know exactly, you know, what's in the food and you're you can't really control exactly what you're eating. Yeah, you shouldn't be, okay, so don't, here, remember this always. Uh, don't blame the butter for what the bread did. Okay. okay. But say you just, butter, you know. The, the butter, the butter is not what you need to be looking out for. That's it's, a fat, it, yeah. right? Using, using what I've seen him talk about yeah. is, what is the quality of the fat is what he's more concerned yeah. about, right? Yeah, and, 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 and fat, I, I actually drank olive oil and it lowered my blood sugar. Fat, healthy fats are good, they blunt blood sugar response. So you want to, in that situation, whenever I travel, first of all, it's never gonna be perfect, so I don't look at, I'm not like, I'm not micro, you know, managing all my meals. I do the best I can wherever I'm at in the situation and just, I'm armed with the knowledge of like, I gotta avoid these foods. Usually it's bread, cereal, bagels, pasta, sugar. Like the big, the main enemy is when you're traveling, it's gonna be hiding behind every little, you know what I'm saying? It's easy to fall victim to it. So I always just stick with protein um, and and vegetables if you wanna be super safe. Um, I, on my program, allow you to spike blood sugar strategically one day with what I call a healthy high impact carb. So, you know, Oatmeal would be okay in that situation, but only on days you work out. My, you my, just- my youngest daughter, by the way, she went on a no sugar, no trans fat, insane. Mm-hmm. Like she just, she's a very smart young girl, 17, mm-hmm. and she's really a high IQ girl. Uh, almost to, to some, taught herself Japanese at eight. She's crazy <laughs> in terms of intelligence. And she has lost like 30 pounds, yeah. not taking yeah. virtually any sugar in her body. It's crazy. And not working yeah. out either. My daughter it's cut out sugar system. like in a biblical way and trans yeah. fats, and she's not working out, and she has lost massive it, weight. Of course. Massive of course. weight. Working out is, is a bonus on top of all of that. You can definitely get results. Some of the people who have most made the most amazing transformations in my career with me 
you know, they weren't working out. They were working out three days a week, taking walks around the neighborhood. Diet is everything. Everybody in the industry is like, always asking me like, what percent is it diet or working out? It's a hundred percent diet. If you want to look like me in my prime, I'm 41 now. So um, it was all diet. I could never have been on the cover of Iron Man magazine if my diet was nuts. I could have worked out all I wanted to, but if my diet was not solid, I would not have looked like that. I would not have. So diet is everything. And sugar is the biggest culprit. So your daughter just cutting out that one thing made a huge difference. She yeah. didn't have to say, she didn't have to say she's smart enough, thankfully, to say, I want to lose. How much did she lose? She's lost. She is, uh, you know, my wife and I, I'm, I'm six four. My wife is six foot. She is, is a little shorter. I think she's like in the five, six range. And she has lost 30 pounds. She looks great. I mean, really yeah, happy and- for her. But and she's super intelligent. She read, she read the literature and she got really deep yeah, and read down the rabbit right hole. There. Yeah. It's all right there. Yeah. Do you want to do it or not? Are you willing, if you have to travel and you have to find yourself at these restaurants, can you eat a bunless burger or are you going to be weak and have the, you know, it, it depends on how bad you want it. Right. And this, you know, um, yeah. So just being willing to do that. I mean, you could, I, I though, like I said, I, with the whole keto movement, here's what I've noticed. So I got big in keto, big, big, big. Um, I got lucky and found keto early in my career. I started working with kids with mental illness, crazy story, Um, early in my career. This is how I kind of found the truth about insulin and all this stuff. So I started working in a mental health facility in Atlanta, Georgia. I was a trainer. This was back before my career blew up. I was a trainer in the gym and I was training this famous CEO of of this mental health facility this for rich, it's for really wealthy kids and they come from all around the country and they're 18 to like 35, right? I'm telling you the, the, the saddest of the sad, schizophrenic, bipolar, suicide uh, uh, attempts, kids. Anyways, they all went to this place, this big campus and they live there and everything, but they took a medication that made them, their weight just blow up. Like th- I'm talking like 30 pounds in one month and it got so bad that they would end up dying by the time they were like 45, just from the blood panel, just from the blood, it would just tear everything up, right? So in one hand, they're curing themselves in the mental you know, uh, illness, but on the second hand, they're, they're getting fat and dying. So they did this study and they were like, we're gonna do a study. They took a handful of the kids and they were trying to reverse the effects of the medicine. And I came in as the trainer, just, I worked out with these kids. And I'm telling you what, Todd, it was a life-changing experience. I'm used to training people who want to be bodybuilders and like want to lose 30 pounds and all this stuff. And I get there and I'll, I'll never forget. I'm like looking around at these kids. They're just all cut up, man. Um, um, they're, they're schizophrenic. They're like talking to themselves, looking at numbers in the sky, the craziest stuff, the saddest stuff you've ever seen in your life. But it changed my life because, but, because working out, they, they were like so happy they were amazing. It improved every aspect. My point is this. They were putting the kids on a ketogenic diet. And at the time, I had no idea what keto was. And I'm like, you people are crazy. What in the hell? Why are you going to give all these people this a bunch of fat? This is before keto became big. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, you people, because remember, I came from calories in, calories out, eat less fat. I went through the low fat movement, just like you. You know, yep. um, I'm like, you guys, this doesn't make any sense at all. I actually spoke up and I was like, fitness bro got put in my place fast. 
Hmm. You know, and they started showing me all these studies and they're like, yeah, we know you don't really understand it, but keto is kind of the metal. It was, it was created in a medical situation. 1920s Mayo Clinic is when keto came about for kids who suffer from epilepsy, having seizures. It's the only diet to come out of the medical, you know, it's the only, yeah, anyways. So that's what opened up my eyes completely. My point is this. So then we rode with that and it got huge. Everybody started making great results, but people would go three weeks, like your daughter, she would cut out sugar pretty much i bet she was almost semi-keto if you had to ask her you know because when you cut out sugar you try and really take care of the rest too at the same time but most people don't have the willpower or, or the intelligence of your daughter and so what they do is they go two weeks they cut out all the stuff and then they they mess up and then they go for like the really bad pizza pasta you know so i learned from that and i now say i'm gonna i'm not gonna cut out sweet potatoes just because they spike blood sugar or brown rice or f apples or any of that stuff i'm gonna let you have one serving of those a day my, my daughter sense? my daughter is uh, definitely my daughter asia is uh, very when very disciplined um yeah is she exercise uh she does a little bit not not much but she i think she's into walking she walks a lot that's exercise um so you're from atlanta huh no, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I went to Ohio University. Um, I lived I lived in Atlanta for five years. I've been all over, man. Well, when was the last time you uh, were in Atlanta? I need to get back there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go back soon. I'm, I'm a little bummed because I was gonna yeah. say to you. I was gonna say to you. Yeah, Todd's there. If you're from Atlanta, no, but I, we have a company there. But I was gonna say, if you're from Atlanta, ever eat at Bones? But you know, it Bones is a pretty famous steakhouse there. Yeah, of course, I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm actually well, we have I'm actually from Ohio too. Oh, what part? I'm from, I was born in Cahaga Falls, which uh, is up by Cleveland. Yeah, yeah uh, I know, man. I lived, I, I lived until, uh, I lived there until I was like four or five. And my family's from Kent, Ohio, like Kent State, yeah, right next yeah, yeah. to the university. Um, but moved to California yeah. when I was a kid and lived there for 46 years till I moved to Nevada about a year and a half ago. So I live in Las Vegas now. Hey, is before I let you go, is Bitcoin going to the moon or what, bro? So, <laughs> so I'm a, I don't own any. I'm a huge believer in Bitcoin and we're creating a bitnile.com is creating a bit, a Bitcoin super app Bitnile. It's called Bitnile. It's effectively the Nile river was the first a real merchant like trade uh, yeah. place. And yeah. then a bit is obviously for technology. Um, I'm a huge believer in it. And, 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 um, and, uh, Cryptocurrency or mostly just Bitcoin? Like, well, I think there's you, I think there's two stages of this. There's the blockchain technology, okay, which yeah, I think yeah. is incredible, and then there's the immaculate conception that is Bitcoin. And you only can really have Bitcoin be, because of the way it started, and the way that you hear these stories about the pizza. I'm going to quote Alice Svetsky, a friend of mine. He he actually coined all this about. Uh, pardon the pun. He, he 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 talks about the immaculate conception that is Bitcoin and the stories of Bitcoin and how it's been accepted by the masses. So I don't think you can recreate that. You know, there's kind of so only you, one. There, a, go ahead. Sorry. To Let me ask you one more question about this. I'm I'm very I'm a rookie, but I have a day trader best friend, and he we always just kind of like we're always just kind of following this stuff. Um, do you think, what do you think will happen when the government inevitably comes out with this, a centralized bank digital currency? 
Um, I think it is, 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 I think that we already kind of have that. It's called Zell. And I think it's a disaster with the idea that, so when you say the government, that's the problem I have. Yeah, right? basically the government's saying, okay, everybody, we're going to take the show over. I hope you had fun on your little Bitcoin ride. We are, we're not going to let that happen. They're not, basically, they're just not going to let that happen. It's got to be the biggest threat to the government ever. Right. Well, okay, so no, I, I, we, we don't agree. Let, let's let's compartmentalize a little bit. The yeah, idea that the government will issue a digital currency and they will yeah. track everything you spend money on is a disaster. Right yeah. now, the government has to have probable cause to look at your bank account. They can't just look at it. They have to get now. They can get there, and they, but there's a process through the court system. Yeah. The yes. idea that you will have a digital currency that you can spend somewhere and they can track everything you spent it on and how you spent it. Uh, this is a political issue that I think is very dangerous. And, and Do you think it'll happen or less, more than likely to happen or less I likely? think it'll happen. I think it's a disaster. Um, so digital dollar, basically. A digital dollar uh, is a disaster. Unless, yeah, unless, unless, is that the same as the centralized bank digital currency then? Is yes, that kind of one of yes, the, okay. it is. I would I call think, it a digital dollar because that's yeah, cooler. I think but, it's a disaster. I think the government uh, controlling... And knowing what, you know, so this is, uh, whether you're a Trump fan or not, just imagine Trump's in office. Are you? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that in a second. If, okay. if you are a Trump fan, and forget Trump, just any president decides, that, yeah. that goes, tries to go haywire, doesn't like how you spent your money, and they can see all sure. the people that spend on the, I mean, it's, it's a rabbit hole that, if you really think about, is incredibly dangerous, right? And like the, you're a trucker, if you're a trucker in Canada and you don't like Trudeau, he can just turn your damn account off. Like, yeah. The, the the talking point here is, um, when the politicians say, "Look what Bitcoin can be used for." By the way, it's very traceable. Then they should ask themselves, "What is the dollar used for? What has cash been used for? What kind of crimes does cash commit?" <laughs> yeah. And then and then when they talk about Bitcoin being a big footprint for energy. What does it take to print all those dollars? What does it take to have banks and and yeah. and ATM machines running? It's it's a, it's a, it. There's always the real. There's the there's the political side of it, and then there's the real story. And here's my point: I think that Bitcoin is a digital asset that's here to stay, and I think the American dollar um, is here to stay because imagine that Russia and uh, China get together and have a a gold-backed dollar. They don't trust yeah. those governments, and that's what they're trying to do. So until someone is more trusted than the U.S., people can bitch and moan about the U.S. You can say anything you want about what's going on here, and you don't like Trump, you don't like Biden, you don't like this, but at the end of the day, it's yeah. one of the safest places in the world financially to do business. They're, they're a country of laws, and, yeah. and it's the best system we have going. And, mm -hmm. and, and by the way, it's one of the rare, rare systems you can say you were attacked, but you basically got to take a device that was developed, right? You got mm -hmm. to take a device that is more powerful than anything we've ever had in the world. It can do incredible things for an economic value of fourteen, fifteen hundred bucks. You got to yeah. take your message and make it available to the world in something incredibly powerful, and that generally has happened because of U.S. policy. And my point here Absolutely. is, is that that as soon as the government tries to control. Uh, how you spend your money and, and, and monitors it in a way that's draconian, the 1984 style, then I think it's the beginning of the end. That's my fear about it. And, okay. But I want to help you get the message out. I'm gonna, uh, one of the things I wanted to say to you today before we go is um, I had made a commitment to my wife to get uh, even more healthier. I'm trying to do that now. I'm 
been cutting out a lot of stuff, and um, I want to talk to you. Pri- I want to talk to you privately about yeah, yeah, talk to me, so, talk something to me you can do. But I also want to talk to you about how we can promote uh, blood sugar health, and I, I, it's really something that's come up to me because uh, I've I've educated myself on what happens with diabetes, etc. I think that your style and delivery is powerful, and I want to help more people learn what you learn. I I want to learn more about. You know, is the videos only on TikTok? Do you have it, those videos on your own page? Is your library available? Um, can people sign up for a course? Just things that I think that you could help people do. Um, yeah. You remind me a lot of um, a few people I know on, in social media that seem to be really focused on um, what's actually happening. I mean, when you do those tests, you're like, this is the facts. You can be mad or good about it, but this yeah. is the facts. And then... The fact that you're giving them some solution on how to deal with it, um, I'd love to possibly have you out at Risk On the conference in Vegas for you to you talk do. to the people, uh, make your program available to people. Because um, yep. I think your message is incredible. Uh, in a way, uh, I didn't realize that you were selling anything, which is probably even better. But uh, I thought it's so educational. Everyone, you got to go out and check out his TikTok. Uh, you can see that posted here. You got to go out. Uh, and for 20 bucks, I mean, check out his diet. I mean, I, what, I mean, that's incredible. I, and I, and Jason, Jason, I appreciate you being with us. Um, and I want to see if there's a way that we can get you, uh, I mean, not that you need to be bigger, but more people knowing your message. I thought it was incredible. I actually watched every video you had and thought to myself, uh, it's pretty damn engaging. And with that in mind, two hours later. Yeah. Two hours later. I'll see you later. Be well. Bye, man. Appreciate it. No, I'm going to explain to you real quick. Don't be rolling yet. There's a reason for it. So, I did get that right. I did get that right.